Hey everyone, it's Dario Kristen with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying experiences forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Although, some features are not available in all states. But it's okay. In the first three months of this year, over 126,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,078 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these easy steps. It's just three of them. First, you go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your true savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience overall. Remember, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time, save your money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Murder in the First After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Murder in the First After Show. Hey everybody, welcome back into another Murder in the First After Show right here on AfterBuzzTV.com with the Family Matters theme song behind us. Because we're watching Season 1, Episode 9 of Murder in the First, of course, it's called Family Matters. I'm going to let you guys sing a little bit if you want to. I'm just going to shimmy along. Maybe nobody's singing. Guys, I'm Bobby DeMiro, your host. Of course, as always, joined by my lovely co-host, Marina Santos, Jamie Zimmerman, Monsi Bolanos. Hey guys. And we have a very special guest today who we need to get to right now because Lord knows she's put up with a lot of us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yes, she, she plays has. Ivana on Murder in the First, and she had a very sultry, we'll say that, scene with oh, Eric today that we're going to talk about. <laughs> Bess Rouse in the house, hello. Hi. How, uh, how nervous are you right now, scale of 1 to 10? 42. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you said that because you're new to After Buzz here, so we're just going to fire a ton of very difficult questions at you. So okay, I hope you're ready. fire away. <laughs> One programming note that I should make, Bess will be doing a spotlight on with JB immediately after this, so we're going to talk a lot with you about the show and Murder in the First, and then your career and stuff, we're just going to like not even mention it. But, <laughs> because you're going to get a full hour to talk about that with JB afterwards, so if you are okay. a fan of Bess or you want to know more about her, that's coming up after this. Let's start with the show, and Bess, I want to start with you. Talk to us about Ivana. We've we've met, we've noticed her a lot in the past couple episodes, and obviously you have a kind of a pivotal scene today. First things first, what's it like being on set with everybody? We talked to Raphael about his set experience. What's been your set experience this season? It's extraordinary, truly. I mean, I'm sure that Raphael told you that, but I think that sometimes the stars align and. A wonderful group of people get together and I think that um, in the case of Murder in the First everyone's just kind of operating from that same place internally like everyone's operating from their heart there's a ton of camaraderie and um, I think I mean maybe I'm biased but I think it shows you know like you, you see the the kindness which then I think just translates into great work 
because everyone's supporting each other and you know it's just um I didn't want to go home (laughs) I've said this a million times like when I would rap at night I thought all right well (laughs) you know what I mean it's just like the and every aspect of it I mean our crew, our camera guys are extraordinary. Our hair and makeup, our our craft services man. Everybody. Listen, no, craft services is the most important yeah, part. Yeah, it's a true story. It really is. We have this man Nigel who is so lovely and wonderful. So that's what I mean. Like every aspect of this production is so just sort of luminous. You know what I mean? And it, it just feels like a big family, and it's very connected. You know, absolutely, yeah, that's great. Yeah, talk to us about yeah. Ivana a little bit. How much direction did you get going in? How much of what we see on screen is something you created? What was the process in creating that character? Well, Ivana was actually originally written as a man. Oh, interesting. yeah, kind of stuff you can only get on After Buzz. <laughs> <Yeah. Exactly. laughs> she was written as a man, a 45 year old man called Ivan Wexler. What? Who wow. was described as an overweight man with a beard and a strange face. I, I can see it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when I read that, I was like, boom. <laughs> That's my role. <laughs> Call, call your agent back and say, yeah. listen, we need to talk. I was like, how do you not? <laughs> yeah. um, but so the story goes that the wonderful Eric Lodel, who's our creator with Stephen Bochco, they decided that they wanted to see a female read for it. And the casting director had seen me in something else. And I went in and the rest is history. And wow. it was, it's magic. That story it's magic. I mean, really, I can't tell you how many times I've gone in the room. I've had eight, nine, ten callbacks for things, and they go another way. And I walked in the room for a man's role. And I think it's a testament to Eric and Steven. They're so open, and they're so they're so creative, do you know? Mm-hmm. And they weren't closed to just like a very a boxed in idea. Mm-hmm. And that's Again, you see that in their writing. Well, you deserved you know? it, the part. Yeah. You're perfect wow. for the part, and you Thank did such you. a good job. You're how- super intimidating. <laughs> yeah. How did you prepare for that? Because I, we've been around you. I've been around you for, what, over an hour, hour and a half of that. And you are the sweetest person. <laughs> yeah. And you were very dark, very kind of cray-cray in the show. How did yeah. you... Is that like the type of role you usually go for, or did you do anything specific? Did you do anything different to get into that character? Um, well, I um, I did. There's somebody that I used to know who who is a man actually, but is a sociopath, and I based Ivana on this person because mm-hmm. um, clearly her sociopathy is is evident. Her complete lack of of compassion and her capacity to do all the things that you've seen her do without any you right. know emotion. no reaction no, just, no conscience yeah. no nothing she yeah. just like completely unapologetic and um I kind of I do that with every character I play I try and take it from someone I have known I I do know you know what I mean mm-hmm. and just kind of you're the Taylor Swift of acting because <laughs> Taylor always writes songs about people she knows, right? I mean, yeah. I'm teasing you a little bit, but yeah. but oh, is okay. that does that does that help you? She's like, no. She's like, no, no. Can't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know that much about Taylor Swift, <laughs> but I mean, I'll take it. Does it the, I find that interesting. Does that help 
you say you do it with every character you play. Do you have you come across a character yet? Maybe maybe a non obviously murder in the first character that you haven't known anybody like, or do, is there always kind of a universal truth in a character? Even if somebody's circumstances are different, you still see a truth in somebody. Always, always, and it's my job as an actor to get in there. You know what I mean? Find the truth, make it a reality. Because, you know, people can look at characters and say, oh, I'm not a sociopath or, or I'm not a cannibal or whatever it is. But somewhere within you, there is some primal level that can connect to that. And I think if you, you know, can compound that with someone you've met, you can meet somebody for five minutes and have their spirit kind of land on you. And you, and maybe 20 years later, you have a role and you're like, oh my God, remember that homeless man I saw on this, that's him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, I feel like it's not, there's no special gender. It doesn't, it, it's like, it's, that's why I think we have to be awake as actors, very present in our moments and our day-to-day life because jewels are everywhere. You know, I love that living I in the moment. Yeah, 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 I love that. Great message. Well, yeah, no, I read somewhere that for this show specifically, when they started filming, they hadn't written out the whole season. So, is that something that affected how you took to the character? Were there certain things that you had to basically make up for your own character's backstory, as opposed? I mean, I assume it's obviously a collaboration with the creators as well. But was there sort of a back and forth developing the character before? Ivana became who she was. Well, I think it may have been written, but we just weren't privy to it. They were very secretive about the storyline. So anything we were doing, that was all that we had. We didn't we didn't find out the result until the last episode, till the day we shot <laughs> it. So we were just, you know, everybody like there was one day um uh, we were filming, I think we were doing Burning Man, you know, and I sat down to Jesse Botchko, who's one of our producers, and I said, Jesse, I I think I'm the killer. <laughs> and he said, Bess, every cast member has come up to me and said, <laughs> Jesse, I think I'm the killer. We every single person. <laughs> we, like, we all, and it, it made it this sort of, like, super exciting and, you know, um, uh, it, it connected us because we all there were so many theories and we we knew nothing. All we knew was what we had at hand, and it ended up being this, you know, really phenomenal acting exercise. Because often as an actor, you you your wheels can turn. Mm-hmm. You have so much information, mm-hmm. and you want to kind of like incorporate it all. But when you have limited information, all you can work with is what you have in front of you. And it ends up, I feel so much stronger as an actor, you know, because you can't, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, You you can't, you can't be all over the place. And, and, um, I think we're all, I think we're lucky that Steven and Eric did it that way. Have you heard anything about season two where Ivana might go, where you might fit in? Have they even started to think about that or is that just something you're hoping for? All I can say is you have to stay tuned. <laughs> oh, man. All Ooh. I can say is that means they're new. She's like, if I didn't know, you're not going to know. <laughs> you just have to keep keep watching. and That's exciting. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's now, now you mentioned Burning Man. Um, where did you guys shoot that scene? We shot it, um, we shot it on a landfill 
actually. I, I forget the town. It was somewhere here in L.A., but we, our set designers, are beyond gifted. I mean, we really felt like we were there. I remember when we all showed up and we were like, and our costumes, you know, and hair and makeup. I mean, we have a stunning, stunningly gifted team. Like, if you were there, really. And everyone kept saying, like, there were some people that have been to Burning Man. And they said, I really feel like like I'm back there. So it was kind of a wild... Like, <laughs> I mean, we, we're doing this for a living. This is your job. They, this yeah. is our yeah. job. <laughs> it was just like, it was... I felt just proud, very proud of the team, particularly on that episode. You know what I mean? It was like, it was also a great way for makeup and costumes to shine. They're a talented bunch, and that gave them a real spotlight that day. So We loved uh, Bill's outfit. Yes. He ran out of his shows and he's purple. Wilkie, yeah. Wilkie was working it, right? Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, yeah, he was. was Wilkie's great. a good dancer. Yeah. Something tells me that's not his first Burning Man experience. <laughs> well, I know what it was He doing. seemed a little too comfortable. <laughs> do you have a, uh, do you have like a favorite scene or a favorite memory from filming the first season? Oh my gosh. Um, I, I probably have a couple. I mean, this is going to sound weird because I was naked, but that scene that Tommy and I have, I love it because it's the first time the audience sees Ivana and Eric. No one has... I'm just... Prior to that, I'm just this girl that works with him. And I, the reason I love that scene is because it's so jarring and it's so eye-opening for the audience to see not only that they are having a sexual relationship, but the type of sexual mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. It's There are drugs, there's violence. It's very specific. So I love that for the storyline. I loved Burning Man, and um, I love Suck My Alibi. <laughs> that was good. I mean, Tay and Kathleen and I, like, we had some kind of fun that day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that... That was great fun. Yeah, I think that was your best performance of the season. Oh, thank when you. in that when you were talking to um, Tay Diggs in that scene in the when she was interrogating you, yeah, that whole thing. I was just we were all like, "What is she doing? She is crazy. <laughs> She's crazy." And, oh. and I, the whole your whole performance all season, but that one, I was just like, "Uh, this thank girl you. is psycho, <laughs> crazy." And then I saw you, and I was like, "You're so nice." And now oh. we know how you base that character, so it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that I remember when Eric sent us that script and really like the writing. The writing. I mean, I feel like that was 99% Eric and Steven and 1% me because when you get something, I mean, it was like so liquid and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. I mean, it was it was the model, it was just so just beautifully and written and so layered that I feel like the credit goes to them predominantly how soon ahead did you get this script we didn't get them very far in advance mm-hmm. because they were really trying to keep it you know close to the, the best keep yeah. it close to the best so so we had um i don't know maybe two weeks at the most mm-hmm. um sometimes it was less depending but um i don't when i got that script i was happy I was, I was a happy actor you know mm-hmm. it's just so wonderful so. it has to be very exciting to not know exactly what you're doing next right and then you get that script and you read it, and then you get to 
incorporate your character in that specific direction. Exactly. And that I think that that is so strengthening for an actor as I as I had said mm-hmm. before. Do you know what I mean? Like you just where you have to step up to the plate and there's just not all these bells and whistles. You have to just you know, yeah. deliver. So I love it. Well, listen, hey, we want to talk a little bit about the episode today with you. Yes. You're obviously doing the spotlight on to go more in depth, but Stick with us for the episode. Talk to us as an actor on the show, but also okay. talk as a fan with us a yeah, little bit. And I, I'm yeah. a huge fan of it. <laughs> He's like diehard. Yeah. First, first things first on the episode is Larry King makes an appearance, and I guess I have to ask you, Bess, how was Larry King? Did you ever deal with him, or were they filming separately from you? <laughs> well, I stayed that day to watch, so I actually sat on a set chair next to Mr. King. Oh. I know. Awesome. <laughs> I was like, I have arrived. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. he is like rather a legend. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. rate, rate, rate us on a scale of one to Larry King. Where do oh. we fall? Oh, you're equal. Thank you. Oh. There we go. We paid her to say that. <laughs> she knows the drill. There we go. Yeah. No, like it was, it was really neat. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he's an American icon in his own right. Oh, yeah. And so... It, it was really neat. Did he yeah. ever say anything? Do you give you any advice about like show business or anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was just, you know, hanging out. Just there. All yeah. right. Just being Larry. Just being Larry. <laughs> Larry. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. He, he can't. And Larry's the kind of guy who would get an Eric Blunt interview. Yeah. Obviously. Right. Absolutely. In that Absolutely. situation. Um, and so Eric kind of calling out the prosecutors, the DNA, this is what we kind of knew was going to happen. He gets very cocky because he's been found not guilty. He's been acquitted. Right. And so he gets cocky. We thought, I think, his tongue was might going to be a little looser than it has been mm-hmm. so far, and it's not. He's been good on camera, good mm-hmm. to the media. Um, but it's driving everybody else up the wall. And you can see the tension build with these people. English and Mulligan and Cotto and everyone else involved just hates seeing this and Jackie Perez. And... I don't want to make a prediction yet, but the blood pressure is rising for every one of these people mm-hmm. with Eric. I see you smiling. Yeah. <laughs> she, had, she had the eyebrow thing. Oh, I <laughs> she was like... <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, the blood pressure is rising with every one of these people with Eric. And guys, I have to believe that there's going to come a breaking point next episode. There already kind of was this episode, but there's going to come a breaking point at some point where somebody has to confront Eric hard. Right? And I feel Taydeg is pushing in that direction, right? Showing up at his house yeah. and confronting him. But I, I do have to say, I, I felt kind of emotional when Eric was talking. I was like, he's convincing me. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but I was like, he he's... Like, like we talked before, he has the two faces, right? Mm-hmm. He's the crazy, aggressive... And he has the emotional side where he's really convincing. He knows how to talk. Depending on who he's talking to. That's what it is. Well, that's more sociopathy. This is another sociopath Mm -hmm. we're looking at. Maybe slightly differently than what Ivana is, but it's Ah. the same idea. So, sociopaths connect, and Ivana and Eric have. (laughs) They have, for sure. (laughs) There's something there. One of my favorite scenes, because we'll talk about Eric a bunch in this episode, but one of my favorite scenes is Hildy walking in on Kodo and Jackie kissing, and the elevator opening, and she kind of freezes and just gives a side eye. (laughs) It's the closed door thing or whatever. Awkward, but I will criticize Hildy for one thing. Because after she sees this, later on the episode, she says to Kodo, permission to speak freely. He's like, you don't need my permission. She didn't speak freely. Mm -mm. She said, are you a politician or are you a cop? Whatever it is. If you were speaking freely, you would say, dude, your tongue was down Perez's throat. I caught you. 
that's speaking freely. It didn't happen. So, Mulligan, I respect that you probably don't want to say this to your boss and cause more tension than there already is, but don't be passive-aggressive either. Let's talk about it what it is. This is the same Mulligan, you guys, who when she kissed English, wanted to talk about it, and English was the one who didn't want to talk about it. She wanted to confront it. But now she doesn't want to confront this. Mm. So what gives? Exactly. I thought that was pretty hypocritical of her, especially since he she brought it up, and it was sort of alluding to that, and he kind of called her on it, and then she seemed to back down. And he knew. That was right. the other thing. He knew what she was talking about. Mm. Right. Well, I imagine that that's on his mind, um pretty much exclusively it she mentioned that she's married too although we didn't yeah, see a wedding did. ring you know it's definitely not a legitimate relationship which yeah. makes sense why they're hiding it mm-hmm. i don't know i mean i agree you know she wasn't honest about what she truly wanted to say but at the same time put yourself in her position you're gonna be like hey boss i saw this you know like it, it's I feel like she got her message across, and he understood that she knows about them, but she still was professional. Yeah, I'm with Marina. I agree. You know, I understand what you're saying, though, because what <laughs> what she asked for permission to do was not what she did. Mm-hmm. So I get it. I'm, I was expecting something much more... I, just, I feel like there, there are jobs and there are lifestyles where you say what you mean, and then there are jobs and lifestyles where you maybe beat around the bush. And when you're a homicide detective, you see so much. It's like being an emergency room doctor or something. Mm-hmm. You see so much, you don't care anymore. It just is what it is. And when you see murder after murder after murder, when you see your boss kissing someone, just say it. You know, just just come yeah, clean. You're blunt anyways. She's also in a, in a different situation. Like, she was kind of... Like, he told her, you're on thin ice or yeah. whatever. So, she was in, she's in a different situation than That's true. English. So, maybe she didn't want to, you know, fall through the cracks that she's standing on. What would you do, Beth? Would you be as blunt? Ivana or as <laughs> Beth? We, we, we know what Ivana would do. Yeah. We know, I, exactly, we know what exactly what Ivana would do. <laughs> yeah. How about you, personally? Um, I would probably keep my mouth shut. So, so See, maybe it's a lady. I was just gonna say yeah. the two yeah. guys want to talk about, it, but the three girls want to keep your mouth shut. Okay, all right. I'm learning a lot about girls. Here, that's for sure. I'm not saying I want to keep my yeah. mouth shut. No, 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 no. But just you say just in a, a way. way to... yeah. I just think that she, her character, she was, she has to be careful. She mm-hmm. knows people are keeping an eye on her. So I think in that situation, Mulligan knew she had to be careful with what she was going to say. But put her in a, in a situation with somebody else, and she's not going to act like that. Right. I mean, I'm kind of surprised at how many office romances there are in this show. <laughs> yeah. um, not that that's a bad thing. It just kind of adds a new layer. But we sort of get a taste of everything. I mean, right. Hildy and, and English, that one, they sort of stop before it starts, which seems to work. Um, Ivana and Eric sort of have more of a casual thing, which which also seems to work as well. There's There's... Pieces of jealousy and stuff. Full disclosure, I definitely thought you were a suspect. But <laughs> well, hey, you know, it's hey, it's not exactly over. true, yeah. true, yeah. very true. I thought that you were prediction could killed. be true. You thought I was going to get I killed. I predicted yeah. you would get killed after that whole "suck my alibi" episode because I was like, now that she said stuff she wasn't supposed to say, they're going to kill her. That was my prediction. Hey, hey. Again, <laughs> again, one more episode. Anything can happen. Yeah, I don't think they're going to kill her. <laughs> No. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I feel like the DA and Kodo are the only relationship that sort of continues, and it's the one that explodes the most. Yeah. 
And has the most influence and power, too. Exactly. It has higher stakes than I think the other ones. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about motives with Kevin Nyers because that was a big kind of crux in this episode about whether or not Blunt had a motive to kill him. We'll talk about Harbach now in a second. But first, hey, D-Hop sighting. D-Hop and Franklin. D-Hop's back. There we go. Tell me, please, Bess, that D-Hop and Franklin were as cool as they seem. Can I tell you that I never met them? Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ivana's a little too naughty to be around yeah. children. <laughs> that is very true. I mean, yeah, like, I, you know, I barely saw our little adorable Mimi. Oh, man. Mimi Kirkland, who plays um, Louise. Mm-hmm. I didn't see her very much because Ivana is just. She yeah, just there's, there's kids on set. We, we gotta keep that separate. Too naughty for like people under 21, I think. Oh, I'm kind of disappointed. I guess we should probably get D Hop in here next week then. Oh, I mean, if Go you guys it. aren't excited about it, we'll <laughs> let's do it. Let's do um, it. <laughs> okay, so let's talk motives now with Blunt because we see D Hop. It turns out they were lying. I know that D Hop and Franklin are kids, obviously, and when you're talking about kids and a murder, you can't expect them to. This is something very tough for them, but. My question with Blunt and this issue and whoever, whatever happens with Harbach and Blunt, Diop and Franklin have lied so many times now. How does a judge trust them? How does a jury trust them? How does the detectives even have any confidence to put them on the stand? First off, they're kids, and that's very difficult anyways. But they've, they've changed their story 25 times. Mm-hmm. So you, you're, they're going to have to find something else to go on other than Diop, right? Yes, but I also think they're children. So it's like they were scared. Just hearing 100%. that, hearing, I think just saying I was scared, I had a gun held to my head, hearing that, it's like, okay, we understand why you lied. I, I feel like they don't need to now, though, because we needed their opinion because of the grandfather, I forget his name. Jane right. Harbach. Harbach. Right, but now, they, yeah. now he's dead, and he left a note, and it was proven that... He he killed it. So why would they need them well, in the, to testify if something were here's, to happen? Here's the thing: they need them because even though the gun was linked to his 357 Magnum or whatever, if they don't, if they still can't get a thing that he was actually at the scene of the crime, and they can't use D Hop because they're not legitimate witnesses or whatever, you can still say circumstantially, well, that gun could have been stolen. Maybe Blunt himself took the gun. Maybe somebody else took the gun because Harbach knew he had it. And if you if you're Warren Daniels, you can create enough doubt to poke enough holes in that story just like he did in the first story with our man Eric Blunt. So I just got to believe that D-Hop and Franklin are not... I'm not saying they're they're um, irresponsible witnesses or unreliable because I know they're doing their best, but they've lied so many times. I got to feel like, dude, right. you got to go with something else. They have to find right. something next yeah, week. Yeah, I don't think well, yeah. they're going to use them. And I think they proved their purpose already. I mean, they verbally confirmed that that was the guy that they saw mm-hmm. and it's more to, to fuel... Hildy and Terry's sort of vigilante run at, at Eric. Vigilante is a great word. For <laughs> it is a good word. it definitely is. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about Harbach now because a touching scene for me was how much English was affected by seeing Harbach dying and seeing Harbach going through cancer because his wife had gone through cancer. And an interesting... When we first saw the first couple episodes, Bess, I think JB was talking about this, but the first episode or two, we were not huge fans. Um, of, of the show. No, no, oh. of the show, not of you. <laughs> I was like, of Ivana. <laughs> <laughs> of, of the show. We were not huge fans. It moved kind of slowly. It got in okay. kind of weird. We were really unsure the first couple weeks. Yeah. And then it really hit its stride, and we love it. 
But the reason I mentioned the first couple episodes is English in those episodes is dealing with the death of his wife, with that whole situation. Right. And I expected that to be a larger part mm-hmm. of the next six or seven episodes. And it hasn't been. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of got a tease today that English seeing Harbach really affected him dying. Right. Um, or seeing Harbach dying really affected him with his wife. I don't know about all you guys, but I'm kind of surprised that we haven't heard from English about his wife more than we have. I would have expected something else. Well, I was very surprised at the beginning, like we talked about in the past, and how fast they moved from that situation. But at this point, I really wasn't expecting, I have to be honest. I was past and focusing on other things. But I do like that they brought it back. You know, it's like, okay, he still hasn't forgotten. And it still, you know, hurts him or upsets him. And it reminds me him of, of his wife. So I like that they touched on the subject just to bring it back, you know, to be more like on the emotional side. It's like, yes, they do have a personal life, even though they act strong and, you know, hard all the time. Yeah. So I'm glad they didn't focus on it. The show's not about that. I am too. I just thought they would more. I thought that was going to be something that was going to kind of tie the show up a little bit. They'd or focus just more on... in his character, exactly. constantly referring yeah. to it. Yeah, I, I could see why, especially since that was the first thing we knew about him. But I, I'm glad that they didn't. I'm I mean, I'm not... I feel bad your wife died, Terry English. I feel bad. Other than that, I don't... Go find... Go prove Eric Blunt's innocence. I remember, I'm, on, I'm on Eric Blunt's side. This whole time I've been on his side, I said he's innocent. I said he has not pulled the trigger. <laughs> I think you're also on single Tay Diggs' side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not the only one, so... I just... I don't think he did it. I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought up single Tay Diggs because we have some good news oh, for news and gossip that yeah. Moxie's going to like... <laughs> <laughs> um, but we got a little ways to go before we get there. Let's talk Alieda. Was that her name? Alieda Ingalls? Alita Ingalls? The Who? woman, the drug addict? The oh. one who's dead? This second murder, oh, or this the, second okay, death, yeah. or whatever it is. The, 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 rich heir, lady the heir to Ingalls. a cookie fortune I have written down. That sounds pretty good to me. Um, but drug addict, disappeared for months on benders. Do you think Kodo gave this crime to English and Mulligan because they need something to, quote, get their mind off of Blunt or whatever? Or is Kodo trying to fill their schedules up so they don't have time to go be vigilante detectives? I think it's the second. Because he he made a comment when he, he was with Hildy in the room, right, about, like, well, where is, where is Williams? And, well, is he going after the other case? Or is he actually investigating this case? He kind of made it seem that they, he was just trying to keep him busy. So he, he, they wouldn't do anything that would get him in trouble. Well, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, I think that they are wasting so much time. And it, I expect the trial lasted forever. I mean, anything that big. O.J. Simpson trial took, mm-hmm. like, years, yeah. literally. Yeah. So, you know, if they're still hung up on this, it's, it is it is time to move on. They need closure. And to reference what you're saying um, earlier with, with Terry's wife, it's interesting that he was able to get through something that traumatic pretty quickly, but this he's still holding on to. So I think it's just trying to get them their minds off of it, fill their time up. Plus, I mean, they still, they're getting paid. This is their job. <laughs> like, their job is to not, like, um, revive cold cases, especially one that's like a, a double jeopardy. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's a little bit of both of of him trying to move things along and and turn 
turn it onto a good note. I you mean, said you said one interesting thing about English there, though, that actually made me think because he moved on. It seems like he moved on from his wife relatively smoothly, and yeah, he had that weird kind of girlfriend scene with that girl <laughs> on the boat. <laughs> of course, like, yeah. had, there's there's been some hiccups, but for for somebody whose wife is dying, he he handled it, I think, better than we all expected. Mm-hmm. The blunt thing, he has not been able to move on from. And I can't help but wonder if he was so helpless with his wife dying. And we got in a big debate about this on a show before, about how guys are helpers or just whatever. I know we've oh, talked yeah, about this we once. Did. We did. <laughs> but, but somebody like English would want to help that situation. And he's helpless for his wife. She's going to die no matter what he does. He can't cure cancer in the next month. She's dead. The blunt thing. He is not helpless. This mm-hmm. is in his wheelhouse. He can go do this. And I can't help but wonder if this is English cons- consciously or subconsciously saying to himself, I couldn't help my wife. I feel guilty about what she went through, but I can change this and I will do all I can to change this as a weird way to like make up for it. Maybe. Not to get too deep into his psyche. <laughs> no, but. I think it's a very good point. I think, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, he couldn't do anything about his wife. I and mean, she was at home. Even at the hospital, they're like, we can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Now, for this, he has an opportunity. You know, he can just, oh, let it go. But he knows in his heart that there's more to the story that then people are, tell- people are saying and what they know. And I think he wants to get to the bottom of it and prove, you know, the bad people will get caught. And I think in his heart, he truly believes it's Eric. And we'll see. According to Monsi, no. Right. But. Stop, Monsi. Don't <laughs> yeah. shake your head. Well, I think there's also an, an aspect of winning and losing. He's uh, Eric rubbed it in their face afterwards. And so that, I think, mm-hmm. is really eating oh, up yeah. at him. Like, n- not only the whole justice system, but knowing that they were right and they basically lost proving it. Yeah. Like, it, it's much more of a, of a competition thing than just if the jury had decided and they were just like, well, I guess, you know, it isn't true. You know, they mm-hmm. could maybe move on from that, but knowing specifically that he got away with it and, like, having commit- committed the crime makes it a lot worse. He really rubbed it in their face. Right. Well, that's rubbed the thing, and not for nothing, there is a competition aspect, and we've seen this twice in the last couple episodes, and the first one is Eric going to English right in his face and saying, I killed that dumb bitch. Mm-hmm. That's straight-up competition, one-on-one, man-to-man. And then number two is Bess. <laughs> you going straight up to Eric, competition, yes. one-on-one, not man-to-man, but, you know, person-to-person. Yeah. And it's it's you going right up in his face, and it's it's whether it's just this, you know, sociopathic tendency or something else that drives competition either in Silicon Valley or for the murder. It's this idea of, like, two predators fighting each other. Well, did you notice in uh, the, Larry, the Larry King, Mr. King, <laughs> yes. um, in that interview... Eric very clearly stated that he steered the ship mm-hmm. and he never left it. He never mentioned Ivana's name. He never gave her credit. He never even recognized her when essentially Ivana saved his life. Oh, yeah. yeah. You still bitter about that? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Smithers. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he, he was in this just, you know, the darkest moment of his life and never for a moment did he say well i had a i had a temporary cto and and you know she took hold of everything and kept it running smoothly so what does that perpetuate you know yeah now you did say he saved she saved his life 
Yeah, is, is that <laughs> is that something that you thought about creating Ivana? I mean, having a romantic relationship with Eric, but it not leading anywhere. I mean, is that I something? did. I mean, I crafted personal circumstances as Ivana, like what my sexual and romantic feelings were towards Eric Blunt and what what my desires were short term, what my desires were long term. I created that all for myself. So every day that I went into work, even if I didn't, you know, as a, as we discussed, we had limited information. I crafted my story. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I was absolutely. always able to incorporate what my, you know, my pull. Yeah. Is this something you do him. for every character that you play? Mm-hmm. But but you always have to be kind of open because you know you can get a script that then maybe defies that, which is also exciting because then you go home and you're like, okay, great, like <laughs> <laughs> let me you know re rework the the construction. So it's you know beauty all around, I think. <laughs> Let's talk about your scene specifically because it kind of comes up next on this. And I know we've mentioned it a little bit in terms of your your character backstory, which I'm a little interested in, but I'm a little scared yeah. about asking about that. <laughs> but, uh, Don't be scared. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to let JB do that in the spotlight on. I'm going to pass that on to him next hour. Um, talk about that scene, though. What was it like preparing for it? What was it like filming it? How much fun was it to kind of be to kind of do almost whatever you wanted to him and he just had to stand there yeah. and kind of take it. Well, Tommy's just about the nicest man on the planet. You know, he's such a great guy and, and a wonderful actor. So, you know, it was, it's always, you know, it's such a nice person you're dealing with and then you have to, you know, be mean-spirited towards each other. But um, I think it was a great little juxtaposition because prior to that, you've seen us just being very sexual and being everything but competitive we're you know we we joked throughout the season that our anthem was that lord song team mm-hmm. that was like starting to get really popular when we were filming and we were saying yeah that's our anthem and then we're not a team anymore and it's every man for himself and um yeah i don't know what was the question like what was that? <laughs> <laughs> like rambling <laughs> like what was i what, no, was, what, was real quick, like, what was the scene like filming it? What was what was the process of the day? I mean, how much fun was it to film that specific scene with him? It, I mean, truly, from my heart, every single moment. I, I must sound so corny, but I really sincerely mean that every moment was so wonderful. And any actor who's pounded the pavement for 100 years and then gets a series will tell you that every moment is extraordinary but as far as like the artistic perspective it was great and we um you know we had Richard Schiff in the scene too so there were you know his his character Hertzberg so we had various energies Mm -hmm. you know Jeremy Leonard who's been gone for several episodes um and it was great it was you know it was just hot like yeah do you know what I mean no hot it was you were so calm and composed in that uh, scene, right? Yeah. He was mm-hmm. calling your names and kicking the bucket. And <laughs> you were know. just like... But see, that's the difference between Eric and Ivana. Eric can't control himself in the appropriate moments. And Ivana can. Do you know? Mm-hmm. And there are people like that. There are people who just will break down and they can't take it. And then there are other people who are like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Me, me. You know, like, like those crazy people who can keep composure in 
you know, the the most heightened of moments. And I think that hurts the most, right? When you're mad at someone, you expect a reaction. If they just ignore you, it kind of seems like they don't care. Well, that's what I was going to wonder. Yeah. In a weird way, who's more evil or maybe more cold, Ivana or Eric? Eric is a bad dude, but, <laughs> but his emotion comes through and he's hurting and he feels pain and he shows pain. Ivana's so cold, she shows nothing. I mean, yeah. seriously. No, I know. But even like, you know, he punched the thing and he was... Um, they they actually cut this part, but there's when when he and Jeremy Leonard get to that physical altercation, I'm I'm just like eating it up, <laughs> and they, I get you know there's only so much you can keep in the 40 minutes mm-hmm. or whatever, but that's who Ivana is. Yeah. She'll watch a physical altercation between I mean, and even in this moment, Jeremy Jeremy Leonard is her 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 new partner, her comrade, yeah. and yeah. she's like. <laughs> Not my, not my problem. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I don't know, in and of itself is a fascinating, I mean, existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know? Like someone who can just float without any attachment emotion. or emotion. I mean, it's like... In you some know. ways, it must be nice. In some ways, it must be awful. But in a cool way, that's kind of what you get to do as an actor is you yeah. get to experience that for a little bit. And yeah. hopefully it doesn't rub, rub too much. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. No, I mean, I think it feels decadent to be Ivana. It's decadent. Like, do you know? Because as humans, we're so, I mean, sensitive. Even people who aren't considered sensitive, you, you know, you mm-hmm. see a person in distress and it affects you and things like that. So to to remove yourself temporarily is, I don't. I mean, refreshing wa- in a way. Probably wild. I mean. Yeah, I mean, not... Not you like you're taking enjoyment in being this evil person. <laughs> it's just, you know, a different experience. Yeah, just like, it's, it's it's just been extraordinary, really. Like, you know. I love it. Let's do, real quick, we want to get to predictions. I know you're going to have a lot to say with JB on the spotlight on, but let's do some predictions right now with us. we got fun news, but we're going to keep it till next week. Um, oh, I was about to say, there's something wrong with my head. Oh, no, it's... <laughs> We do a big here now. Wow. Yeah. Lights this and is all. intense. Okay. All right. Now, unfortunately, Bess, we're not going to let you out of the studio until you give us yes. all the dirt on episode 10. Um, non-disclosure agreement be damned. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you hope you were coming back for season two after you tell us everything, you're not. You're not. <laughs> but it's totally worth it. Yeah. Oh, it is totally worth okay. it. I'm kidding. Uh, no predictions from you. We'll, we'll, we'll let you slide this time. Next time you won't be so lucky. Monsi, predict, predict away. I predict that Ivana's cold ass heart is going to kill Eric. I think she might kill Eric. I don't think Eric Eric is not going to go to jail in one episode. He can't. It's just the process is it's, it's not going to happen. We're not going to see that. So he can't just walk away from season one. We can't just you know, something has to happen to him. If he's guilty, she's going to shoot him. Hmm. That's what I think. Okay. JB? I'm going to go back to my guy, Bill. Yes, oh, Bill. Bill. I think Bill is going to link up with Terry, and they're going to set up a sting for Eric. Wait, Bill and Terry Detective English, Terry? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Boom. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, Marina, what you got? Oh, well, he kind of stole mine. Good I job. didn't. Yeah, it was just more on the bill. I think 
I'll go different and say Bill is going to kill Eric. Um, and I will say that Eric did kill Cindy. Like, they're going to find a way to prove her or somebody's going to say something. And I think that's it. I don't know what to expect. Interesting. Okay. Assuming something happens to Bill, something happens to Eric, Yvonne is gone... I think my man Hertzberg, who oh, I've been saying is a murderer all along. Hang on now. Again. He's not going to be the murderer. He's taking over Appleson. And he's going to ride off into the sunset. He's going to create a better culture at that place. It's not going to be sociopathic like what we've had before. <laughs> you it's don't like be- sociopathy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about those fingers. That scares me. I know. Why do I keep doing that? It's so weird. It's going to be a little Mr. Burns action. I know. It's yeah. going to be it's going to be Hertzberg. He's going to create a new culture at Appleson. It's going to be the most successful company in the world because he, I've been saying he's a murderer the whole time and I feel guilty. He's obviously not. Let's just be honest. He's not going to be the murderer. So he's going to be successful at the company. That's right. what I'm saying. Social. I'm telling you. We'll All right, see, guys. We'll see. Social media time. Social media shout-outs. Best. I understand you don't do Twitter or Instagram or any of that stuff. I've never been on social networking in my uh, life. You are luckier than we are. <laughs> <laughs> we are a slave to our phones, so oh, good for you. Well, I thank you because I'm sure you're twittering about murder in the first, and I know that it's tweeting, very not great. twittering. Twi- oh, sorry. <laughs> that shows you how archaic I am. Plug it, whatever these things are doing. Thank do you. you do. All right, yeah. Monsi, where can they find you? You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Monsi Bolanos. You guys can find me at JB underscore Zimmerman and on the Spotlight On with Bass. True story. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Rina Brazil, and I will be joining JB for the Spotlight On. And Ooh, I didn't a little two-on-one. Okay. When you're dealing, with, yeah. when you're dealing with a sociopath, <laughs> you might need to. Exactly. <laughs> Smart can, move. Just in case. Just in case. You can find me on Twitter at Bobby DeMiro. Guys, I just released a documentary. I went down to Skid Row, did an interesting documentary on the homeless down there, released it for free on YouTube to the public. Skid Row Tuesdays, hashtag on Twitter, or you can go on YouTube and just type in Skid Row Tuesdays. That's it for us this week. Best, thank you very thank much. You. For thank you. Us. Thank um, you so much. She will be back on Spotlight On right after this with JB and Marina. So if you guys are sticking around and want to see more about what Best is doing outside of Murder in the First, that'd be something to watch. That's it on the Murder in the First <laughs> after show right here on AfterBuzz. We'll see you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 